Proverbs chapter 4 is where we're going to start. You know, I, uh, I actually was telling uh, one, of our, one of our church members this morning about a, uh, a story. They were asking me how flag football is going. I told you I've been coaching flag football, and, and they asked me how it was going. And this week we had a tough loss. Everybody say, aw. Tough loss on Tuesday. Tough loss. But we had six minutes cut before the end of the game for, for weather, I guess. As soon as they heard thunder, I didn't even hear it. But as soon as they heard thunder, man, they blew that whistle and the refs were ready to get out of there. So on Thursday we came and Thursday's game was canceled. So I got to do an additional practice. I got to do an additional practice with them to try a new defense. And what was interesting about the defense is, is I had never coached um, at this level before. And so I never, I've never coached zone defense. And so long story short, it's a, it's a different type of defense I'm used to doing what's called man-on-man, man, meaning I have a man and I cover that guy. But because of the way we were getting beat and the way we got beat on Tuesday, I wanted to teach them zone defense. Well, that means that I had to learn what zone defense was. I had to get a vision for zone defense. I mean, I knew it from you know, watching NFL or watching college, but how do I teach a 10 and 11-year-old how to play zone with only six players on the field? So I had to learn. Then I had to cast that vision to them. So the first thing we did is we put everybody out on the field and I showed them where you stand. I showed them what you do, but they didn't get it. How many of you have ever done something and you just didn't, you didn't get it the first time? You just didn't, you didn't see it. You didn't, it wasn't clear. And so they're standing out there, but I can see it on all their faces. They're looking at me going, what are you talking about? I mean, I mean, maybe one kid got it, but everybody else was sitting there going, Okay, I cover this area, but and they started asking questions. Well, well, what happens if this guy comes over here? And what happens if, remember that play they ran on Tuesday, coach? What happens if they do that? And they begin to ask all these questions. And I said, okay, hold up, hold up. And I called all the parents over. And I said, okay, parents, we're going to be offense for a minute. Because they need to see how this is going to work. And we began to run plays. And us parents, we were just making it up, right? We're just, I'm like, all right, you go left and I'll go right. And we're just making it up. But we began to play, and we began, we were beating them. I mean, we were, play, we were scoring on them every play. But they began to see how zone defense worked, because every play I'd say, okay, now, and I'd go to that play, and I'd say, now, that was your, you're supposed to be guarding that zone. And you got caught up over here, and you missed your zone. And I showed them, come on, I showed them what they could not see without visualizing the play. And I began to walk through it with them. And in Proverbs 20, Proverbs 4, chapter 20, it says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Do not let my words depart from your eyes. Do not let my words depart from your what? Eyes. Say it with me. Say eyes. eyes. That means that you've got to have your, your eyes Obviously, we see other things all day. Obviously, we go to work. We, we, the Bible tells us in Genesis, if you don't work, you don't eat. We've got to work. We've got to do other things. So how do we not let his word depart from our eyes? That's what I'm going to talk to you about today. How do, you, how do you see by faith? How do you see by faith? How, what does faith see? That would be another way to ask this. What does faith see? Let's finish the scripture. It says... Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life. Say that when we say life. 
They are life to those who find them and help to all of their flesh. If I had a title for today's message, I would call it Faith Sees the Victory. Because faith sees God's word. Faith sees God's word. If we have faith, that's what we've been talking about for a number of weeks now. We've been talking about faith. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, what does that mean? Faith is the substance. That means that you've got to actually have something, hold something. Well, what do we have? If I'm believing for healing and I I don't see physical healing yet, then what do I have? I have God's word. That is my substance. And so I have faith in that substance and I'm holding on to it. And so faith then becomes an action. It becomes something we do. It becomes, I'm going to walk out my faith. I'm going to confess my faith. I'm going to see my, I'm going to see what, what God tells me is going to happen and what God's word says. I'm going to see that by faith. I'm going to walk by faith. Say that with me. Say, I will walk by faith. I will walk. Say it again. I will walk. By faith. So, how do we see faith? He says here, do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. See, you have to see yourself the way God sees you. You have to see your life the way God tells you it's supposed to be. You have to see, when, if you had a mirror, a working mirror, what would you see in that mirror if you looked into it? You would see yourself. I would encourage you to let your life, let God's word, let me say it this way, let God's word be the mirror for your life. Let God's word be the mirror or the lens, if you will, for your life. That I see what God told me I'm supposed to see. Maybe in the natural, it's not there, but by faith, I see it. For instance, you have to see yourself without sickness. What do you mean, Pastor? Well, you, well you, you have to look at Matthew 8, 17, which says that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself, Jesus, took our infirmities and he bore our sickness. What does that mean? That communion we just took, Jesus bore our sickness on the cross. He took our sickness and he bore it on the cross. Why did he do that? So that you and I could walk in healing. Well, why are we not healed? Because... Too many of us are not seeing with faith. We hear God's word and we hear the pastor say it and we hear all this, but then we walk around and we just say, we, we, we don't actually see ourselves without sickness. So we see ourselves with it. We want to get that, that uh, what's the check called that the government gives you? The, 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 yeah, but the, other, the check that, you know, if you're, if you're not working, you, you get a... On a, yeah, disability check. We'd rather get the disability. I mean, I'm just telling you the truth. I mean, we have people, I've seen people come up to Pastor Steve, to my pastor when I was on staff, and want prayer and healing, and, and, and they go, oh, no, I don't want to, I don't want to actually go back to work. I don't want to actually, no, 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 I don't want to actually go back to work. No, I mean, if you really want to be healed, then everything that comes along with it. That means that life has got to go back to, I've got to see myself without sickness. I've got to see myself without pain. I've got to see myself without, I've got to recognize that right now, right now, at this very moment, I have that. I have healing. Let me go to another one. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. 
thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a hope and a future. See, I've got to see myself. I've got to have a vision for my future. I've got to have. A, I've got to go through life and go. No, God, I, I can't see myself going down the tubes. Literally, I, I'm talking about me. I can't see myself that way. I don't see my life any other way than going up. I'm not conceited. I'm not. I'm not driven by things or, or by money or any of that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying that I see myself being successful. I see my life going up, going in. Yes, I'm going to face challenges. Yes, I'm going to face obstacles. Yes, the devil's going to try to stop me. But the Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God shall deliver us from them all. Come on, church. See, that's, that's, I, I know that word, so I see my life through that word. I see, my, I see tomorrow through that word. Now, if tomorrow I wake up and some calamity happens, that, does not, that cannot change my, my vision. Do not let your, put Proverbs 4 back up there. Do not let them depart from your eyes. The other day, my wife was, was driving. And speaking of eyes, she was driving. And um, I guess, and I'm, I'm telling her story, but what she told me is that she's driving. She's got the kids with her. It's at night. And your contact began to bother you. She wears contacts. And one of her contacts began to really, really bother her. And so she's driving. She went and picked us up dinner. Um, it was actually, it was Wednesday night. I'm still here. I was wrapping up a few things. She left to go get dinner, and we're going to meet at the house. Well, she leaves the place where she picked up the food. She's got the food. She's got the kids. It's at night. It's late. And her, contacts, her contact begins bothering her, one of her eyes, and she can't see out of that eye. She can't see out of that eye. But see, I know my wife. I know the word that she hears, and I know the life of faith that she lives and so she could see by faith. And so she began, she told me later, you know, I was just, I'm just believing God to get home safe. Because I can't, I literally, I can only see on one eye. That, may, that changes your depth perception, changes all that. And she said she's driving and out of the side, she starts to see this dark object or something moving over here. She slows down and it was a car with no lights on. I mean, from what I understand, the way she described it would have hit her. But God kept her. But God kept her safe. Come on, y'all. Praise God for that. God kept her safe. God provided. Why? Why? Because I, we walk by faith. We live by faith. Brother, Brother Mike was telling me the other day that he had, and this is just such a cool testimony, but you were working on your mother's, was it air conditioner or what was it? Washing machine. All day. Right? I don't know if it was all day, but that's the way he described it. He said, I was working on it all day. But it took up a lot of your time, right? You're working on it all day. You're going all the, and you're doing all this stuff. And finally, you left it, right? Right. So you're working on all this for us, but, the, but you left in the washing machine at the time still wasn't working. Right. And so he gets home and he, and he, and he just confessed God's word over the over the washing machine. What did you say? It was going to it was going to work. It was going to work. I like that. I, I do I? That the Lord will fix your washing machine. Well, how could Brother Mike do that back at his house when his mother-in-law's washing machine is down the road at the other house, and he says, I'm going to pray for her, and then her washing machine's going to work? Well, by faith. And so a little bit later, actually, I guess right after that, right, the phone rings, your wife goes to pick it up, and you told her, that's your mother. And sure enough, you pick up the phone, Miss Connie, and she says, guess what? The washing machine's working. He said that the. 
<laughs> Wash machine's working. And he said it by faith. Why? He had prayed. He believed it. That's where his expectation was. And then her washing machine was, is it still working? Bless God, her washing machine's working. But that's what, that's what we do. We should be walking by faith. We should be moving by faith. We should be, our, our vision, what I'm trying to get to you today. I talked last week about having God's word in your heart, about having faith in your heart, about believing in your heart. At that moment, as you're living that way, let me put, let me word it that way. As you're living that way with faith in your heart, your vision, your, your eyesight has got to line up with God's word. You've got to see what's not there. You've got to see what's coming. You've got to see what he expects. You've got to see what God wants. Y'all know that God desires things for you? Yes. I mean, think about Jeremiah 20, 11 that I just read. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I don't know about y'all, but that makes me excited. I want you, if you're taking notes, just write that down. God is thinking about me. Praise God. God is thinking about me. He's thinking about you. He cares about you. He knows what you're doing today. He knows what you're doing tomorrow. He knows what's happening in your life. He knows what's going on with your kids, with your wife, with your husband, with your job, with your, with your dog, your cat, your gerbil. We'll pray for you if you have a gerbil. But whatever it is, he cares about you. He's thinking about you. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. God wants to give you peace. You've got to see a life of peace. Who brings turmoil? Who brings destruction? John 10 10 tells us that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The devil wants to bring anything but peace. Anything but peace. And when that happens, I know where that's coming from. And so by faith, I see peace. I don't know how God's going to bring it, but peace is coming. I don't know how this is going to come about, but this is going to all subside and peace is on the way. Y'all just relax. Y'all just, y'all just batten down the hatches. Listen to me. Peace is on the way. Y'all say that when we say peace is on the way. You know, I heard, um, so my pastor is Pastor Steve McCart in Florence, right? His pastor is Pastor Reggie Scarborough down in Lakeland, Florida. And so um, I've noticed that there's this, this um, um, I guess, uh, vision that, that, that Pastor Reggie had from the Lord and uh, kind of a prophetic word that he re- received from the Lord that Pastor Steve's picked up. And I'm going to pick it up here because I sense it in my spirit. Listen to me. He told me, he told, the, he told his church this down in Florida. Pastor Steve told his church this down in Florida, and I want us to say it here. God is going to rescue America. God is going to rescue America. I want y'all just to get that in your spirit, get that in your heart. I want you to begin to just confess that at home, confess that at your job. You know what? God is going to rescue America. Well, obviously, he's going to rescue his church. He's going to rescue his people. He's going to, that's what he does. He is a rescuer. He comes and he rescues. I mean, think about that word. What a great word from the Lord. He rescues. Why would you need rescuing? Because sometimes we do things and we get ourselves in situations. I mean, if you look back through the years, I'm thankful for our church. We've been very, very careful not to let things of the world in. But I'm talking about as a whole, the church has let a lot of things in that should have never been in the church. A lot of things that happen that should have never happened. A lot of things that changed that should have never changed. Things in our school systems, things in our communities that should have never changed. And here we are today, looking at the situation we're facing today. But I believe that because I believe God's word. And I can see by faith that God is going to rescue America. God, say it with me. Say, God, God. 
is going to rescue America. All right, I want to wrap up with this. Hebrews 13, 5 through 6. Brother Andre, you can come back up. I'm going to end early today. We're going we're gonna to go home. I told you I didn't have a whole lot. He says this in Hebrews 13, 5 through 6. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Man, I tell you what, this has to be one of my, I, I've done a lot of things in my life, and I know you, you shouldn't necessarily have favorite scriptures because every scripture is my favorite, amen? But I love this one. I love knowing that no matter where I go, I mean, unless I forsake God, he says that he'll never leave me, he'll never forsake me, he'll never, he's not going, he's not going anywhere. He said, look, you let me in, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there with you, baby. I'm walking with you. I'm, I'm, I'm at your job. I'm with your family. I'm, in, I'm, I'm with you day and night. I'm with you in the midst of trials, troubles, and whatever the devil brings, baby. I'm there with you. Come on, somebody. He's with me. He's never, man, I'll tell you what, that just gets me excited. I, I told you I was wrapping up, but now I'm ready to go because I started thinking about how God is with me. Man, he is with me. I, I, when, you may leave me. Y'all can leave me tomorrow. Thank you for not doing that, by the way. But, but, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it doesn't matter who leaves me. It doesn't matter what comes my way. I will never leave you, and I'll never forsake you. Verse 6. This is Hebrews 13. That's the end of verse 5. He says, I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Why? Check this out. Here's why. Verse 6, it says, So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. I will not fear. I can boldly say the Lord is my helper. Will y'all boldly say that this morning? The Lord is my helper. Say it. Come on, y'all. I'm talking about boldly. Get it down in your spirit. Get a vision for it that when the devil comes against you, when your job ain't helping you and your mama ain't helping you and your family ain't helping you, the Lord is your helper. Come on, say it with me. Say, the Lord is my helper. Say it again. The Lord is my helper. Stand up on your feet. Say it with me. Say, the Lord is my helper. Come on. I want y'all to declare it. I want you to really get it down in your spirit. Come on, all of you, everybody, even the kids. Say, the Lord is my helper. He is for you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is on your side. And he will rescue. He came to rescue us. And I believe he's rescuing America. I believe he's rescuing the church. I believe he's rescuing our people. Amen. Don't you believe that? Just put up your hands and just give God a shout of praise, would you? Say hallelujah. God, we just thank you. Lord, we praise you. We give you all the honor, all the glory. Lord, you are our refuge in times of trouble. Lord, I thank you that I can always count on you. If you're watching this broadcast at home or you're even here in this room and you want to make things right with God, I want to give you a chance to do that real quick. You're one of two types of people. Maybe you've known God and you've departed from him. You've, you need to recommit your life to Jesus. Or maybe you've never known Jesus and you want to make him Lord of your life. I want to give you that opportunity to do that today. If you'll bow your heads with me. And I want everybody in this room to pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus. And today, I confess Jesus as my Lord and my Savior.
I make him number one in my life. I confess Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. And I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins, was buried in a grave, and rose on the third day. He's alive today and will be alive forever, seated in heaven with you. I thank you for it. I open my heart. I receive Jesus. And I thank you for forgiving me of all my sins, cleansing me of all my unrighteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. We all give a hand clap for those that may have prayed that prayer online or those that are in this room. Now, if you are in this room, if you are in this room and you prayed that prayer, I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to, to be a part of that with you. We have material and we have things that we'd like to give you and get in your hands. And maybe you need a Bible. Maybe you need something. We want to give that to you so that you can be better equipped to serve God. Amen.